Okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Perek Chaf Tes, Pasuk Aleph, where Yirmiyahu says, Ve'ele divrei ha-sefer asher shalach Yirmiyahu hanavimi Yerushalayim. So let's just back up for a second. We have seen in the last Prakim just Yirmiyahu's justifiable obsession with the Nevi'eh Sheker, which just complicate and frustrate and undermine everything he is trying to achieve with his Nevi'ah. We saw also that 11 years before the actual Churban bias reshown by Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar conducts an initial exile from Judea. It is called uh, the exile of the Choresh and Masker, literally the craftsmen and the metal makers of Judea, but it's much more than that. Nebuchadnezzar does nothing less than take the elite, the cultural elite, the business elite, the political elite, and most importantly, the rabbinical elite of Judea and exile them to Bavel. Through that, the seeds have been planted for probably one of the most um, successful, if you want to call it, gullus in our history. The Gullus of Bavel, which theoretically lasts 70 years before the uh, people are brought back, really lasts much longer than that because not everybody comes back. And there are many who stay in Bavel through its transition to Persia and Madai. And in effect, the Gullus, the community in Bavel of Jews, exerts its influence for nearly a thousand years. And out of it come the great yeshivas of Nahardea and the great Tanoim like Rav and Shmuel, and probably most significant of all, the Talmud Bavali, the Babylonian Talmud, which is the cornerstone of much, if not most, of Jewish learning uh, today. And so it was, by all measurements, a very successful initial golos that Haresh Umaskir. The problem was that Yirmiyahu understood this was to be a golos of 70 years. After 70 years, deserving or not, B'nai Yisrael would be brought back to rebuild their temple. Undermining him was this previously mentioned Nevi'eh Sheker. We saw yesterday that one of the more, if not the most successful of them, uh, was telling the people that in two years you'll be back. All the Kalim will be back. So it's not going to be a long-term goal. It's going to be two years. Um, and Yumiyo has to overcome that mindset. And so what he does in Perikhoftes is write a historic letter to the community that was exiled in that first phase to Bavel. And he wants to assure them, again, that it's 70 years, he wants to assure them not to resist, to settle in. And that letter that he writes to the community in Bavel becomes really the construct, the paradigm for every gullus 
we've gone through since. So let's begin where we start with, he is sending a letter, these are the contents, to the remnants of the Zikanim, the Kohanim and the Nevi'im, you see this is part of the elite, that was all exiled to Bavel. That whole community. <clears throat> and Hagvira refers to his mother, who was the queen consort, who was singled out because she co-ruled with him for many years. He was considered too young. Vasari Sim, the officers, the Sari Yehuda of Yerushalayim. And then that term, Vaharish Vahamasger Yerushalayim. The craftsmen, the artisans, the ruling elite. Biyad Elosha ben Shafan, Ugemarya ben Chilkiyahu. He sends this letter in the hands of these two individuals, Elisha ben Shafan, Ugemarya ben Chilkiyahu. <clears throat> it's in the hands of Tzidkio who has given it over. Tzidkio has dispatched a mission to um, Nebuchadnezzar. We don't know exactly what the mission was about, but these two men were in that group and he gives them uh, to deliver Yermio's letter. The Mephoshim say there was an earlier letter which we may see later on was rejected by the leadership of the community as Yermio's meddling in their affairs, but that will come later. So in this letter, he instructs them as follows. Benu Batim, build houses, settle in, Veshavu, dwell there, Venitu Ganos, plant gardens, the Ichlu Esperion, eat of their fruit. Settle in, it's 70 years. Some may have said that they don't want to build houses because the Nevi'e Shekhar are saying it's two years. Nonsense. It's going to be a 70 year stay, relax, um, and you will be fine. Moreover, Kichu Nashim, take wives, the Holizu Banim, Bonos, Puravu, have children there. And now take your children when they mature and find suitable husbands and wives for them. You will multiply, be fruitful. Don't let your numbers diminish. Moreover, pray for the tranquility of the government. Pray for it, El Hashem, Ki Lachem Shalom. Pray for the government's tranquility and peace, because through that, uh, you will achieve. If the government is stable, you will be stable. And so we see from that in Pirkei Avos, where Hananiah ben Tarajah and Perek Gimel says, pray for Malchus, 
Pray for the stability of the government you are in, of the ex you're in exile. Pray for their tranquility, because through that, if there's order, if there is a social order, you avoid the chaos and the anarchy. And as we've said, this has become the model for all of our subsequent diasporas. And we have seen that it's done modestly. Build houses in the Mephorshim say, don't build these lavish, excessive houses. Remember, you are in Golos. And we have seen all through the centuries of Perushim, the Meshechachma criticizes in the 20th century the Jews of Germany, saying they think Berlin is Yerushalayim. They've settled into the lifestyle of Berlin. They've totally assimilated. They're convinced that's the new Yerushalayim. The Kleyakar is furious as to what is going on uh, in, in Prague. This is 500 years ago and excoriates the people. Um, he, he says, it says in the Torah when they are commanded to go into Canaan, look north to go in. Don't read Sophona, read Sophon, hidden. When you go into Gullus, be hidden, be modest. You don't have to stand out. Don't make yourself ostentatious and above the rest. And we have seen that's indeed been a problem since going back to Mitzrayim, as we're going to see, that we become perhaps too comfortable, too self-assured in Gullus. And as we've seen in our history, Gullus really never ends well. We're seeing in the Parsha uh, Tashavua that we're reading now how this occurred in Mitzrayim. Uh, we saw back a week or two ago in Vayigash, after they come to Paro and say, <clears throat> we are poor shepherds. All we want is Goshen for pasture land for our sheep. And Paro immediately grants it to them and even gives them his flocks to tend to. A sentence or two later, it says, Vayeshev Yisrael Be'eretz Mitzrayim Be'eretz Goshen, they seized it by Yifru, by Rabumo, they multiplied. By Yochazubolrash, she says, they took an achuza. Literally, they bought land. They become land developers. Merely a few sentences after they're saying, with poor, humble shepherds, they are speculating in land. And so we see a partial later when Paro says, we have to watch out, because the land is going to be filled with them. How is the land going to be filled with them? They're there less than 70 years at this point. There were only 70 people who came initially. What do you mean by And Rashi says they were in all the wrong places. They were in the teatros, the theaters, the astadios, the stadiums. They were visible. They had totally acculturated. And that's when the trouble starts. And that's why Yermio is saying, build houses, but modest houses. Live modest lives, have children, have grandchildren. Recognize that you are there for a 70-year period. Um, don't believe these Nevi'im. 
these false prophets, the magicians, the sorcerers, the don't listen to their dreams, their false prophecies, very interesting, which you, it is hifiel, like is the syntax, which you cause them to dream. And the Radak says, Lo hayu chalmim, they wouldn't have these visions and dreams. You force them to dream. You inspire their dreams. You look to them to give you the encouragement that this is a very short proposition of two years. And so it's your fault that they're prophesying this. Now, interestingly, you are, or you, the Gullah's community, are guaranteed that in 70 years you will return. The Abarbanel has a brilliant commentary. The Abarbanel says, don't think for a second, don't delude yourself that they are coming back to Judea because of their great godless, because of their tzidkis, because they've achieved total kapara. Nonsense. They haven't. We notice that it isn't a total kapara for one. The 10 tribes don't go back. We notice that even when they build the Bayez Shani, there is no altar, there's no um, Aharon, there are no, uh, certainly the short of Kohanim and Levium. It doesn't have, it says, it doesn't have the same Kedusha that Bayez Rishon had. It is a temporary limited kapara Design, says the Abarbanel, to inspire you to achieve a full kapara. Perhaps with the base Hamikdash restored back in uh, Jerusalem, you are going to now pull yourselves up by your bootstraps to achieve that total kapara. But don't believe the end of the Gaulus in 70 years, you're such tzaddikim and you have achieved such kapara. Continues the Navi. These Nevi'im, Onevi'ei Sheker, Hei Nevi'im Lachem Bishmi. Lo Shalachem, Numashem, I never sent them, I never asked them to do this. Ki Amar Hashem, Pasuk Yud, Ki Lefi Meleis Lebavel Shivim Shana, at the end of 70 years, Eftkodeshem, I will revisit you. Vakimosi Alechem es Divrei Hatov, Lo Shiv Eschem Elamakom Hazer, and I will fulfill my word to bring you back to this place. I know what I have planned, what I am thinking for you, says the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Shalom, the Lolara of the visions of peace. This is wonderful Nechama, and not for bad. And I am giving it to you for hope, for tikva, and the hope is that this will inspire the total kapara. The karasamosi, you will call with me. You will come. You will pray to me. I will listen to you. You will ask for me and you will find me. There will be no Hester Ponim, hiding of my face. Because you will pursue me with all your heart. I will have 
you will have found me, and I will return you from your Golas, which he batsdiasem. Now, this may be not only the Golas of Bavel, but a more broader vision of the Messianic age. Vikibatsdiasem, I will gather you, mikol hagoyim, from all the nations, umikol hamakomos asher hidachdiasem, where I have scattered you, shamnum Hashem, vashivosiasem el hamakom, asher higlesiasem, misham, I will return you to the land that I initially exiled you. You have fulfilled what your Navis have prophesied, the true Navis in Babel. And so therefore, it's a good place to end Arab Shabbos with a beautiful vision of Nechama, of consolation. The Gullus will end, you will return, and in the Messianic vision you will return everyone from all the nations you have been exiled to. It is a wonderful, as we say, paradigm for what Gullus should really be. Uh, and unfortunately, we've seen it does not really follow that construct in our history. 8.45 Monday, we will look at the other side of coin. What happens to those Jews left behind from that initial gullus of the elite and the cream of society of Judea? 8.45 a.m. Monday, Shabbat Shalom. Ad Khan.